Hey there, I am Anna Michelle Gomo and you are welcome to the podcast. This is a safe space where I get to talk about God and how we can build our relationship with Him. On each episode, we'll be diving below the surface of the Bible to encounter God and grow. Currently, we are on a 365-day Bible challenge and it has been fantastic so far. And so I invite you to join us today because God has a word for you, but it is up to you to listen. So please stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Floodcast. Today is day 132 of our Bible in Your Challenge, and you are welcome back once again, um, whether you are a turning listener or you are a newcomer and today is your first day on here welcome back so yesterday we were talking about absalom's exile and then his return and reconciliation well half-hearted reconciliation with his father king david and then today things take a very drastic turn anyways we're taking our readings from Second Samuel's First Chronicles and also Psalms, as stated in the description box. So hopefully, you guys have already read it before tuning in to this episode. So today, things take a very wild turn because Absalom plans a revolt against King David. And I think it's just extraordinary when we realize that all of this could have been avoided. Like... All of this stemmed from one wrong decision, one wrong indifference on the part of King David. All of this stemmed from refusing to make a firm decision in difficult situations, being indifferent. And now it has spiraled to a revolt, to a rebellion that is threatening the life of King David and also his reign. And I just think like in our lives, how many difficult situations, how many unwanted turn of events could have been avoided if we just decide to make a firm decision, no matter how difficult it may seem. On the part of King David, he could have decided to punish Amnon for raping Tamar, his daughter, but he decided to sweep all of that under the rug because, I mean, first of all, Amnon is still his son. Second of all, it, it was just, it was probably a hard decision for King David to make. Anyways, Absalom decided to take circumstances into his hands and then he was exiled or he left, he ran away and then he came back. And to think that Absalom would come back wanting to reconcile with his father David, no, he had another different plan, which was to win the hearts of the Israelites slowly but surely. And after winning the hearts of most of the Israelites, he decided to claim the kingship, claim um, the power and authority as king of all Israel. And David has to run away pretty much. And one thing I can get from this is that, well, I don't think there's ever going to be a point in time in our lives where we're going to be free from troubles or from pain or from problems. <laughs> I think the only time that can ever happen is when we when we die, unfortunately. But as long as we are alive, there's always going to be something new coming up. There's always going to be one 
bigger obstacle to overcome. But I think it's very important for us to realize that peace isn't found in the absence of obstacles. Peace is found in deciding to hand over and surrender those problems and those trials to God. Psalms 3 is a very beautiful prayer for help. And in the Psalms, David says, You, O Lord, surround me and cover me like a shield. And we have to recognize that God is a shield for us who believe in him. And he is more than capable to protect and to defend us from the numerous battles that we face every single day. One of David's trusted friends and counselors, Ahitophel, betrayed David and went over to the side of Absalom. And this is quite similar to what we are going to be experiencing in this life, that people that we trust, people that we rely on, people that we look up to, people that we would have protected and defended with our lives, may at the very end, when it matters most to us, turn away and betray us. And when such things happen, it may be very confusing because then you're looking around and you're just questioning who exactly are you to trust? Well, I will tell you plainly that <laughs> the only one you can fully trust and that will never disappoint you is God. I mean, I mean, we can, we can want, we want to trust other people. At some point, we have to trust other people if we're going to be living in a community. But the only person that we can ever, um, be fully sure will never betray us is God. And, I just enjoin you today. If you do not have a solid relationship with God, I fully encourage you to do so because it's going to be one of the best decisions you make in this life because God is just so good compared to all of the all of the rubbish and all of the trash that we hear and listen to every single day, all of the betrayals. God is the only one who is going to fully love and support us no matter what. And then David makes this amazing prayer. He says, let the counsel of Ahitophel turn to foolishness. And even when he leaves and the priests want to take the Ark of the Covenant with David as they run away from Jerusalem, David tells them to leave the Ark of the Covenant there in the tent of meeting in the tabernacle. And that he, he says this, he says, if I find favor in the sight of God, he is going to safely guard me and bring me back here. And I think that shows the depth of David's trust in God, that even though I have sinned, even though I'm not perfect, even though I have done wrong, even though I am currently suffering the consequences of my indecisions and my actions, I still trust in the mercy and the forgiveness and in the love of God. That when I fully reconcile with my God, when I fully repent of my sins, he is faithful enough to protect and to guard me. And he's going to bring me back. Even though at that time, David had no idea how that was going to happen. Even his people had betrayed him and turned to Absalom as their new king. David says these words. And even in the Psalms, this is, well, side note, Psalms 3 is the Psalms. It's the prayer that David prays while he is escaping and running away from his son, Absalom. And I think trusting in God matters most or makes sense the most when we choose to do it at times where, where we are so confused, where it feels like there's, there's no other way, where it feels like 
there is nothing else to turn to. There is this quote I read somewhere and it's so beautiful. It's one of the quotes that is always going to be in my memory. It says, you do not realize that Jesus or that God, you do not realize that God is all you need until God is all you have. You do not realize that God is all you need until God is all you have. I don't know what phase of life you're passing through or what obstacles you're passing through, but I will tell you this, that it is until you reach the bottom, it is until you reach the point in your life where everybody feels you. I mean, when I say feel, I don't mean betray. I don't mean people backbite. I mean, at, at, at this point, I don't think my parents have betrayed me. They are doing their best to provide for me. But when I say betrayal, when I say um, feel you, I mean, humans capacity is only limited. There is only so much that my parents can do for me. There is only so much they can provide for me. There is only so much they can understand me. And so no matter how much we want to love, no matter how much we want to care for other people, we are, as humans are only limited in that capacity. And so there's going to be some point where you feel alone, where you feel like nobody truly gets you. Nobody understands what you're passing through. Nobody, And even if they understand, nobody can pull you out of that situation because it seems so impossible. It is only until you reach that point where no one else can help you will you realize that the only person that truly mattered all along was God. The only person that is going to stand by you, even though you are suffering the consequences of your actions the only person that's going to always stand by you and be there for you when it matters the most is god and i hope i hope that god shows himself and reveals himself to whoever is listening on the other end i hope that god turns up for you when it matters the most and so you have david here um plunging into this drama caused by his failure as a true father or his failure as a king, his failure as a human. But we can all see ourselves in David because we have all failed at some point. We have all made wrong decisions. We have all been afraid to even make decisions. And so our indecisions turn back at us and bite us. And I just want to remind you that God is faithful and he never abandoned his children, even when we sin, even when we fail. And so I pray those words over you today. I pray that God surrounds you like a shield and protects you from all of your enemies and defends you from your problems and elevates you from them. And I hope that God puts a word of testimony in your mouth today. Today is a very short and straight to the point episode, <laughs> so I wouldn't want to take too much time. But anyways, tomorrow we are still going to be unveiling a lot. And man, one thing I would like to say lastly before I close is that even in the spite of all of this, King David still is that person, that leader that still cares for his people, that is noble and humble down to the ground because when Absalom is approaching Jerusalem and King David is fleeing Jerusalem, every one of his people passes before him. And when the Bible says that, it means that David watches everyone leave first, leave the city first before he leaves. And so, I mean, just imagine that scenario. First of all, 
King David, his sin has been exposed. Everybody knows that he killed one of his trusted commanders, Uriah, just to sleep with his wife. Everyone knows that and everyone having that in their minds is seeing him as they pass before him leaving the city. And everyone knows that, I mean, we're not just running away from a stranger or an enemy nation. We are running away from the king's son. So everyone passing David sees him as a failed father. Like, how can you be overthrown by your own son? Like, <laughs> make it make sense. But we have David still choosing to let his people escape while going last. And sometimes when we look back on our lives, we are very ashamed of the things we've done in the past. And I just want to let you know that that shame or that guilt in itself isn't bad because it is only when you're closer to the light that you can see things more clearly. And so when you look back at your past life and you just feel regret and shame and guilt, that I'm, what I'll say in the first instance, it isn't bad because then you're recognizing that God had taken you out from such a dark story and now you, you can understand clearly where you were before. But then when you decide to dwell and let that guilt and that shame define you, now that is where the problem is because God wants to give you a new story. Okay, you, you, you don't have to let your weaknesses define you because God has the ability to trans transform and shape you in a new way. And so why you recognize that you have been a sinner or you are still a sinner and God is still trying to change your life and still trying to transform you inwardly. You also have to recognize that your sins do not define you. Your weaknesses do not define you. Your past does not define you. And God did not come to die for you, to judge you. He came to save you. And you have to tap into that, tap into that new story, tap into that new life that God wants to give you. And so today, I challenge you to do that today. If you have been having trouble um, accepting the new life and the new grace that God gives to you, I hope and I pray for you that you accept it. And God's spirit of joy, of peace, and of grace resides and lives within you. Thank you so much for listening this far. And I will see you guys in the next episode, same time, same place. Please do not forget to share, leave a review, and subscribe if you haven't. And I hope you have an amazing day. Once again, this is a podcast. Stay blessed.